This is ESPN New Hampshire, WGAM, Manchester, WGHM, Nashua. I do what's best for the football team. I don't know why we can't understand that. think Bill Belichick you you think pointer sisters right I'm so excited I saw I saw you put this in and I said I gotta do I gotta <laughs> you knew do where it. I was going <laughs> I gotta do something this is, with this. this is why I, this is why I like uh, Sully as my producer he, <laughs> re, he reads my, my that was sense of humor that was too easy <laughs> that was too okay see <laughs> you know you, this is you how we take your metric systems right and right metric them however you want I'm so excited that is perfect he should have that as an intro song when he comes out to every the press, press conference, conference. Oh. yeah Ladies and gentlemen, Bill Belichick, <laughs> and then cue the pointer sisters. There we go. Oh, here we are. One hour down, two to go here in the stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. I uh, want to thank Boston Globe sports editor and the author of Big Poppy, the legend and legacy of David Ortiz, Joe Sullivan, for thanking us. I was saying to Sully in the break there, it's like, and I think I think uh, Joe Sullivan said it. You know, we had like an Irish uh, law firm here, uh, <laughs> Sullivan, Sullivan, and Murphy here at uh, in Nashua. We're going to open up right here on Main Street. Go down to Peathers. Yeah, there we go. There we go. And we'll have uh, Bob Bartis will be our, uh, our legal advisor. Yes, as we uh, engage in our business here. Uh, but anyhow, uh, and check him out, Bartis Law, of course, awesome stuff. Um, we are going to let you hear the rest of uh, Mr. Excitement. Mr. So you Happy. can get so excited and. Jam out to the Pointer Sisters and Bill Belichick. So here's Bill Belichick from today. So this is uh, obviously a Ram team that we don't know very well. Uh, so we spent a lot of time here the last couple of days trying to get familiar with um, their players, their scheme, uh, so forth. Um, start with saying very talented team. Um, they have a lot of 
a lot of very good players, a lot of explosive players um, in all three phases of the game. Um, we'll start with the kicking game. You know, Hecker's a tremendous weapon. Um, and this guy's looks like as good a good a player as you know I've ever seen at that position. Um, he's a tremendous weapon in his ability to punt the ball, punt it inside the 20, directional kick it, um, involved in fakes, can throw, can run, very athletic. Um, they have great coverage players um, in all, on both punts and kickoffs. Uh, they have speed guys, they have size guys, linebackers, running backs, receivers, um, DBs, so they they really cover across the board. Um, obviously, two very explosive returners, Cunningham and uh, Austin. So, um, kicking game is going to be a um, tough matchup for any team against them. And they do a lot. They have a lot of scheme. They have a lot of um, plays that uh, you have to work on. So they, they put a lot of pressure on you there. And they have very very good players that are very explosive in that phase of the game. Um, offensively. Up front, long, big, long um, offensive linemen uh, use a lot of misdirection scheme. Um, great, great skill players, um, great backs. Gurley, Cunningham, uh, Kendricks, very good tight end, very productive. Um, good guy for him in the red area, third down, clutch situations. He's made a lot of big plays. Um, he's had a great career there. Looks like he's going to break a lot of Rams records before it's over. Um, and, of course, very good players at the skill position. Uh, Britt and Quick are tough. Make a lot of big plays. Uh, Britt's had a great year. Strong, good hands, run after the catch. Uh, Austin, of course, a dynamic player. So they, they really have a lot of... Um, Threats offensively, you know, with a with a big long offensive line and um, you know, Goff, uh, that was you know did a lot of good things last week, uh, really last couple of weeks, um, in the in the New Orleans game, first drive, two minute drive, he handled that with a lot of poise, um, so played well in the red area. So he's very, obviously a very talented player as well. And then. Uh, you know, defensively, it starts up front. Um, very good defensive line. Donald Quinn, uh, very disruptive group. A lot of, a lot of negative plays. I mean, more negative plays than anybody. Uh, so, that'll be a big, big challenge for us. Fast at linebacker with Kendricks and Barron, and you know, real big at safety. I mean, those guys are big, big players, big hitters. Um, McDonald, very aggressive guy. Uh, long, you know, outside with Tremaine Johnson. Um, so just you know, overall, I'd say a very, very talented group at every position. Um, a lot of potentially explosive plays or explosive players that if you don't handle them, uh, they can they can do a lot of damage in a hurry. Um, and a young team that's that's fast, that's aggressive, um, that's played hard. Um, they obviously you know didn't didn't have a great day in New Orleans. Um, like they did in the opener against San Francisco, but I'd say other than that, I mean, it's have been a lot of tough games. They've won won some of those, have won some of them, but they've they've been right there, you know, pretty much every week. Um, impressive win over the Jets, Arizona, Tampa, Seattle. So um, they're they're a good football team. They're well well coached.
a lot of experience on the defensive side of the ball with Greg and uh, Dave McGinnis, uh, Chuck Cecil, Jeff, of course. So a lot of a lot of experience over there, and again, very very tough matchup for anybody. Tough matchup for us this week in a kicking game. Uh, that'll be that'll be big. Bill, as it uh, relates to Goff, he obviously played in the preseason and then essentially didn't see him for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. How much have you noticed uh, his, or his improvement, I guess, over that span? Or is the preseason even relevant in terms of your preparation for him this week? Uh, well, as we know, in preseason, there's not a lot of a scheme going on. It's just, you know. Teams running their plays, trying to get good at fundamentals, and just trying to run their basic stuff. I think it's a it's a whole different ball game in the regular season. So, but uh, you know he's very talented. Made a, made a great throw to Austin on a touchdown. Uh, had a good two minute drive there at the end of the half. Just took him right down the field. Um, you know they got the turnover, put it in on the next play on the uh, under route to Britt. So, um, but I think he's he's athletic. There, you know, times where uh, New Orleans had uh, guys. A couple of times, I remember guys coming free. Uh, he was able to just escape him, you know, in the pocket and get outside and, and buy extra time uh, on the play. So he's he's athletic. He's got a good arm. Can make the throws. Uh, threw a, you know a post down there that he just missed on, but it was it was a good throw. You know, fifty I don't know fifty five yards. So I don't think talent's the issue here, and I'm sure he's going to get better each week, like most young players do. The Rams being as talented as they are defensively, is the way the Saints attack them representative of some of their weaknesses, or do you kind of just? Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't, you know, you can look at all the games, and then there's that game, and then there's you know really the other games. I mean, there's five teams couldn't couldn't score over 14 points, so that's really more what you see. They've had a couple games here this year where they haven't given up a touchdown. That'll give up a lot of points. Um, You know, New Orleans did a good job. You know, it wasn't the Rams' best day. That's obvious, um, but I certainly wouldn't count on that. Bill, you talked about Hecker uh, yesterday in glowing terms for his athleticism. Um, how much of a weapon is he not only as a punter, but with what they do, even putting him under center occasionally and fakes and whatnot? I mean, some go under center. Yeah, no, he's dang- yeah, he's dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like a quarterback. He can throw. He can run. Um, you got to defend him like you defend one of those guys. Uh, It was reported yesterday that the team extended Marcus Cannon for five years. Just wondering the type of development you've seen from him over the past few years. Seems like he's having one of his better seasons this year. Yeah, Marcus having a good season. He's been a good good player for us. You know, he's had a fill-in when Sebastian and, and Nate uh, in previous years, you know, we felt like we've had three good tackles, and and usually two of the three of them ended up playing. However, it went it varied from year to year uh, over the last few years. But you know, Marcus has always done a solid job for us whenever he's played. Um, and so I'm glad we have him going forward. He works hard. He's, you know, quiet kid, but he's very dependable, team oriented. He's done a good job for us. You know, in a running game and a passing game. Been a good player. Seems like he came into camp a little lighter this year too. How much does that factor into this play? It's definitely team? helped. Yeah, no question. Is there a reason why you keep 
you didn't do that earlier, you guys didn't want him to drop weight earlier than this season? Uh, I wouldn't say there's a reason, though. But what's he improved upon as, since you've had him? What's he gotten better at he's gone? He's, he's been a good player for us. I mean, everybody improves over the experience and more time and so forth, but there really hasn't been a point where he's played tackle where you know hasn't played pretty well. You've coached against Jeff Fisher a lot. And there's a little uh, Bill Belichick today. Uh, I know you're so excited after that, right? Jumping for, yeah. for the Pointer I'm, Sisters, but... Uh, I'm ready to... Uh... I'm ready to be excited. We uh we got a, we found a little uh, Sully found it on Deadspin. Uh, Jeff Fisher was speaking to the media on a conference call. He's of course the coach of the L.A. Rams, and uh, they were asking him, "Do we have it? I got to pull it up here." But they, okay, yeah. So basically, uh, we'll classic. give you the, we'll give you the rundown here, and I, we don't know if he's playing a joke on the media here or he's just this clueless. But they were asking about the running game, and of Could course, be either or. of course, Fisher. Uh, gave LeGarrette Blunt his start in the NFL. LeGarrette Blunt was never drafted, and Fisher took him in as an undrafted rookie uh, to Titans camp, and he cut him before practice. But then uh, Blunt picked up with the uh, Buccaneers, and then he went on, you know, he's had a pretty solid career. So he's sort of got an attachment to Blunt there, um, knowing him from an early age there. But then he was speaking about the other running backs, and uh, I, I think if you go to about the five twelve mark, yeah, we're we're trying to we're trying to load right now. That's the okay. That's the classic. Here. Yeah. Well, we can play it when we get back if you want, my man. No worries. But it was it was pretty funny stuff. We can maybe play it when we get Mike Reese on. See what Reese thinks. Uh, if he was joking or not, because it's just you like listening to him, and he's he's referring to running backs of the past. Like like we're talking like three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like probably the last time we faced them. Like that's yeah. he still thinks they're there. Yeah, he still thinks that they're. He apparently the doesn't know how running. the Patriots run the organization. Yeah. Which I, I can't think he's this uh, ignorant ache. or clueless. I, I can't. Uh, it's it's he if he if he you know it was very confident the way he said it. Which I know he's either Maybe really he's just a good he's either liar. He's either a really really good liar and a really really good joke teller or pranker, or he's just that dumb that he, yeah. That, I mean, he put Case Keenum in for half the year, so I mean, it could you know it could very well be that. But yeah, I mean, we'll have to ask. We'll have to ask uh, Reese about it because I'm sure he was there saying the same thing that we're saying. Like, uh, what? Huh? Yeah, it was uh, pretty interesting. So we'll uh, we'll get Mike Reese's take on that in the next segment here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. And uh, Mike Reese, of course, from ESPN Boston, does a great job covering the Patriots for ESPN Boston and ESPN.com. So stay with us. More Patriots talk on the way here in the Stretch Run on a Wednesday. We'll be back. The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy. Weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Yo, 
Christian and King. One game? Yeah, one game was ridiculous. One? It was ridiculous. You got ripped when you gave Ray Rice two. two. Now you're going to give this guy one? Yeah, no, it's just... And What's this guy? Yeah, this guy's really bad. Josh Brown's ex-wife told police of over 20 physically violent yes. instances. Police were called on multiple occasions to the Browns' residents in Washington State, St. Louis, and New Jersey over the years. Jeez, three states, come on. Weekdays, noon to three, on ESPN New Hampshire Radio, and streaming live on ESPNNHradio.com. Which is worse, a trip to the hospital or the fees and bills that come with it? At the Bedford Ambulatory Surgical Center, they provide a comfortable and friendly environment while offering high-quality imaging for open MRI and low-dose CAT scans and ultrasounds, all at an affordable price. Their modern technology allows for accurate diagnosis while ensuring complete patient comfort and safety. For more information or to set up an appointment, please call 603-622-3670 or visit bedfordsurgical.com or baskimaging.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is the place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. NH Custom Tattoo in Hooksit says your blood donation could save the life of a child, an elderly person, someone who's been in an accident or the victim of a fire, flood, tornado, or other natural disaster. Give the gift of life. Donate blood today. This message courtesy of NH Custom Tattoo at 1338 Hooksit Road in Hooksit, New Hampshire's finest tattoo artists and body piercers. Visit them online at jakecustomtattoos.com, on Instagram, and Facebook at NH Custom Tattoo. We all have our mountains the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. Because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers in all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. Come experience all the joys of living at Bedford Green. Only steps from the Merrimack River and Heritage Walking Trails, the Bedford Green offers some of the largest floor plans in the area with a convenient location only minutes from Manchester. Bedford Green is the town's newest luxury living address featuring granite counters, stainless steel appliances, natural light and spacious layouts, and offers easy accessibility to restaurants, shopping, and all the major highways. Visit BedfordGreenNH.com. Game plans. That's how you handle tough opponents. So, when you're up against cold weather, make sure your game plan starts with a dependable, proven, tough Duralast battery. That's why AutoZone is the only place that carries a full range of Duralast batteries. They're designed to deliver more power during startup and stand up to even the harshest conditions and temperatures of 40 below zero. Cold weather's coming, so out-tough the temperatures with a Duralast battery. Proven, tough, and available only at AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
Every big sports moment can be heard right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Classic a shot. Down in front, picked up by Crosby. Lob down the ice. And the Pittsburgh Penguins have won the Stanley Cup. Flips to Jacobs. Three for the win. It's good. Steps back, puts up a three, won't go. Final seconds, it's over, it's over. Cleveland is a city of champions. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. We've got it all here. This is ESPN New Hampshire. Driving has a rhythm all its own. Don't wreck it with a text. Before you get behind the wheel, silence your phone. Or better yet, designate a texter. For more text-free driving tips, visit stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're listening to the home of New England sports on 1250 Manchester. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Welcome back to the Stretch Run here on ESPN New Hampshire. I am your host, Jimmy Murphy, Justin Sullivan, working the boards there. Oh, say it ain't so. Enough of these Gronk rumors and he might get traded and the Patriots are going to... That's enough already. Please, somebody set us straight. Maybe our next guest can do that for us right now. Joining us, you can see his... Writing over at ESPN.com and ESPN Boston. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Reese. And of course, he's a fellow UMass alum. Mr. Reese, how are you today, sir? Doing well, Jimmy. Great to talk with you on this rainy day. Oh, man. Sunshine. I know, right? It's, uh, it's been brutal. It's, uh... Now, are you down uh, in Foxborough as we speak? I was just down there, uh, heading out after a, a good day. A uh, lot of news to go over. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we had Jacoby Brissett, the rookie quarterback, come back to practice for the first time. And Matthew Slater, special teams captain, was back at practice for the first time after missing last week. No Gronkowski at practice. 
no Tom Brady at practice, so uh, no Julian Edelman at practice. So you just sort of take all that information and sort of process it as we start another week here leading into the Rams game. Exactly. And, of course, as I was saying in the intro there, uh, Mike, there's been a lot of – a lot of banter, a lot of buzz around Gronkowski and, and whether he's too fragile and, and can can his body last and is this what the Patriots are thinking and will that factor into them giving him an extension or would they possibly trade him? I don't know about you, but I think people are getting way too ahead of themselves. I understand the thinking and I, I, I think there's some reasonable and you know noteworthy points being made by some of the, the pundits around Boston and New England right now, but are you with me on the fact that maybe we just all got to slow down a bit right now? Well, Jimmy, here's what I'd say. I mean, look, this is what we do, right? We talk about sports and we love to go through all the hypotheticals and the scenarios. And yep. If this is what I would say, if you're the type of person that is interested in talking about something that could happen at the end of the 2017 season, have at it. This is a good topic. <laughs> but if you want to enjoy, uh, you know, a 9-2 and two season, a team that's going to make another run at the Super Bowl here, they hope. Uh, if you want to even enjoy next season, you know, like, <laughs> hey, you know, enjoy the ride. But this is something that's more likely to be a factor after 2017, if it even is a factor at that time. I understand we need something to talk about. Maybe this isn't the most exciting matchup. Patriots, Rams, Rams, 4-7. and seven. I get it. I get all that stuff, but right now I can tell you that's probably one of the last things that's going through anyone's mind, you know, at the Patriots facility right now. Exactly. And look, I get where it sort of stemmed from, and then people see, oh, well, look at the money they just gave to Marcus Cannon, and they've got to sign this guy on defense and that guy, and then they got to sign. And they got. But I'm with you. Like, look, I love, I love controversy sometimes because hey, that's what makes the radio show good. We need things to talk about. I totally agree with that. But on the flip side, you know, I'm texting with my old college roommate at UMass who's a diehard Jets fan, and, man, I feel for him, you know. And, yeah. and, and, you know, every time the Jets and Patriots play each other, we always have, like, a little fun bet going or a little jab. And he texts me back, and he's like, I'm, I'm go, go Patriots, man. I want a draft pick. And, and it made me think. I'm like, you know, we are so lucky, both media, both fans, everybody around here is so lucky to witness what we do year in and year out since 2000 or since, you know, since Drew Bledsoe lost his job. And I know he was in Foxborough. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. But, you know, to to have that as opposed to rooting for another team so you can get a good draft pick. I mean, it just sort of put things in perspective. I'm like, wow, this is a pretty successful organization. And, and maybe we should focus on that once in a while. Well, and, and so just to build on the Gronkowski thoughts, I want to tell you why, you know, I feel strongly that this isn't even an issue to think about until the end of 2017. And this, this is the way I see it. You know, this year is what it is. I mean, he's on a very team-friendly contract through this year. And, you know, you're going to ride with him this year. You're, what you're hoping for is he's healthy when it matters because you see what a difference he makes mm-hmm. when he is out in the field. So that's this year. Next year, the contract is still very team-friendly. The only thing that could change it, Jimmy, is if, for whatever reason, Gronkowski steps out of character and withholds his services and says, look, I'm not coming in unless you deal with me here and and increase my contract because it's still team-friendly next year. So if we even want to talk about the Gronkowski thing, I mean, I don't think the team has any motivation to do anything until the end of next year 
2017, when the final two years of his deal, 18 and 19, 2018-2019, really have a, a, a strong increase where they might say, well, with the injuries, if they continue, do we want to continue down this path? Just so many things, Jimmy, can happen between right. now and then. It, it's almost like, why talk about a hypothetical when we can talk about so many better things that are going on right now? Yeah, and I, you know, I understood where people are saying, well, when the story came out that they're focused on, on getting a new contract to Bennett in the offseason and he's become a priority, people say, well, why is he a priority and not Gronk? But you, you just made it. You made the point right there. That's why. I mean, it doesn't matter right now with Gronk. And the only thing I wonder, and I agree with everything you said there, right, but because of what you just said, it made me wonder, did this stem from the Gronk camp? Did, did, did somebody, you know, like we know how, how protective his family is, do you think they were the ones to get this sort of machine going in the media, and, and do you worry about that? To the, the machine being that, that Bennett would be a priority? Yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't think that's where that came from, Jimmy. And I would just say this. I mean, let's just look at the, the bottom line here. Just because they would focus on trying to sign Bennett doesn't mean he's more of a priority than Gronkowski. Exactly. It's just that Gronkowski's under contract for three more years <laughs> after this one. Do you know what I mean? Seems like, like common sense, right? Like, <laughs> so, so you have that. Now, that being said, if we want to keep playing the hypothetical, well, let's say they do sign Bennett to an extension, I guess you could say, how does Gronkowski react to that? You know, then, then you might have a little bit of a situation where you might have to sweeten his deal a little bit if you feel like that could be an issue. Yeah. And so those are all the layers involved in it. And it's fun, and it's a good topic. I, I understand yeah. it has a lot of um, interesting stories within the story itself, and I just I feel like it's probably one that's more apt to talk about after this after the season than right now. I hear. Well, let's talk about right now in the present. And like I said, Drew Bledsoe was down there. He spoke to you guys today. They're going to have a bunch of the members of that 2001 Super Bowl team. Uh, they're going to be honored. Is that going to be before or at halftime on Sunday? Halftime. Okay. Yeah, half-time. So, and great yep. to see them too because, uh, you know, we just had Joe Sullivan from the Boston Globe on uh, talking about his uh, Ortiz book, and we were just saying, like, you know, you, you, you're going through this, and then I look across the way here at my producer, Justin Sullivan, who's, uh, I guess, 21, right? 21, yeah. Sully? Yeah, 22. Yeah. 20, yeah, now, all he's all. seen is all winning Patriots. Yeah, he's only seen really <laughs> winning Patriots teams, and that – you know, that point from when the Patriots won that Super Bowl was like a second half of our lives in terms of success in Boston sports teams because then it went on to the Red Sox, then to the Celtics, then to the Bruins, and it's still the Patriots. They're still winning. They're still perennial contenders. But that that game, that season, put a lot of things in motion when it comes down to Boston sports. And um, I, I think it's going to be cool to see those guys return and go down memory lane with them. And I imagine it must be for you as well, because that is sort of when your career started to take off as well, if I remember correctly. Oh, Jimmy, that was, they're going to have about 40 or so guys back from that team. Uh, Drew Bledsoe was talking about it. Obviously, Tom Brady can't be part of the celebration, but, you know, during at halftime, because he's going to be playing in the game. The only, <laughs> uh, player on that yeah, that could be tough. For the Patriots, you know. But, and Mike Rabel can't be back because he's coaching uh, Larry Izzo, same thing. But, yeah, you know, I, I, that one, that, it's just a lot of fun to just think about the time that's passed since then. I mean, Justin, I, you know, I think about you at this stage. I mean, you'd be hard to believe when we were growing up that you'd turn on the TV on a Sunday afternoon 
and the Patriots wouldn't even be on. Yeah. You yeah. know, they were they were blacked out. Yeah. You know, yeah. Not all the home games were sold out. You know, and I remember <laughs> the first game I ever went to, just as a kid growing up in the region, was in 1992. It was a game against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, and boy. it was six to nothing, and they had nineteen thousand people at the stadium. You know, <laughs> and, and I'll never forget it because now I go to training camp practices covering the team, and, you can't and move. there's weekends where they get nineteen thousand for practice. <laughs> you know, it's, and it's insane. So you talk, you know, Jimmy. That's such the stuff that I think about, and you know, I'll never forget those days covering the team in, in the mid, you know, mid and late nineties into the two thousands. Our old stadium that used to drive down the street to go to practice. Bledsoe was talking about that a little bit today, how he used to hop in Scott Zolak's red Corvette, and they used to speed <laughs> down Route 1. You know, players get into accidents. They get their pads in the back oh of Oh, my gosh. Just a different time. Yeah, it really was. It really was. And a different stadium as well, like you pointed out. Man, what yeah. a difference yeah. they've got now. Hey, before we let you go, um, you, you mentioned uh, the guys missing, but I imagine very precautionary, uh, not huge red flags that they're missing, except for maybe Gronk. Yeah, I think you're right on. I mean, uh, Brady, I would expect to sort of see the same type of thing as we saw last week where he missed some time during the week, came back late in the week and played. Uh, he, he said earlier this week on the radio and a couple different interviews, he really felt like the knee is better this week at this point than it was last week. So that seems like it's trending in the right direction. Gronkowski, I'd say, probably going the other direction, right? Whereas mm. last week mm. he was limited at practice, you know, not even there today. So I would say start planning for the possibility he won't be there Sunday. Right. And Edelman, I think we still need some more information, guys. But I would think, he'd, you know, unless there's something we don't know about, he should be there on Sunday. Matthew Slater coming back, obviously. Good news for the special teams as well. All right. Before One thing I want to play quickly, I forgot. Before we let yeah. you go here, yeah. and I'm sure you already heard about it, but we're going to play it for our listeners. This is Jeff Fisher talking about the Patriots running game. Yep. The different guys play in different situations, and uh, they do a good job with it. And um, you know, he's, he knows where the ball is going to go. And you know, the guys are very, very disciplined. I've been impressed with Brandon. Um, you know, and what he's done out of the backfield. And uh, you know, it's you know, you got you got to deal with him in addition to Danny. And um, you know, you just got you got playmakers all around, all around. So, you know. is he for real, or was that a joke? Oh, I oh, I think he was serious. Oh my Jimmy. God! I, mean, I, I think he just missed missed the names there, and you know, look, it's a contrast, obviously, to Belichick, who comes in and he's going to give you every single name on the other team's roster. And he gloats about the punter for half the press conference. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah. I mean, it's almost like he's giving you names, and you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my God, he just went through 48 players on the other team. There's only five guys he didn't mention." You know, so it's obviously a little different. Look, you know, hey, it go, it, not not a good reflection on Fisher, right? Yeah, I mean, it, I, it goes back to what we were saying earlier, though, right? When I, you know, my text between uh, my, my friend and I, uh, you know, making me realize how lucky we are. I mean, we don't realize not every coach is like you just said as prepared as Bill <laughs> Belichick. He's kind of an exception to the rule. So, yeah, tough week for Jeff Fisher too, with all the Eric Dickerson uh, stuff know. going on out there. But you know, not a good look for him. But then again, at the same time, Jimmy, you know. I've made mistakes. You've probably made some. I made plenty. Um, you know, maybe give him a little slack on that one, but certainly not a good look. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, my friend, always a pleasure. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and happy holidays to you and yours, all right? I appreciate you. Looking forward to the next time we talk. Okay, that is Mike Reese of ESPN, ESPN.com, ESPN Boston, joining us here. And 
He's uh, he's one of the great ones in a, in a class act as well. And Brandon and Danny. Brandon and Danny. Wait, what? Brandon and Danny. <laughs> really? No, we, we can't have Pierre Maguire going, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Really? You don't yeah. – yeah, you you really got to think about it. You got to think about this coach that he knows every single player on this team, and he can spend four minutes in the press conference saying how much their punt, how fantastic their punter is. Oh, That's yeah, how yeah. in depth he is. Poor guy, poor guy. What are we gonna do? Well, listen, we're gonna switch gears and talk some Celtics with Jeff Hickman. I'm sure he's not gonna come on and talk about uh, Robert Parrish playing tonight. Or uh... <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> we'll be back here in a stretch run on ESPN New Hampshire. Stay with us. You're listening to The Stretch Run with Jimmy Murphy, right here on ESPN New Hampshire. The Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month is brought to you by Apple Therapy. Visit AppleTherapy.com. I am speaking with Patrick Gillis, Apple Therapy Student Athlete of the Month of October from Exeter High School. Patrick, how are you? Good, how are you, Laura? So tell me a little about your experience at Exeter High. You played football Mm -hmm. four years there. So it's been a really good experience both academically and uh, with sports. We have... I would say one of the best football programs in the state. I mean, constantly making playoffs year after year. And then academically, I've had like multiple options with um, pursuing kind of like the interests I have. So I've had uh, lots of different science classes, and I'm looking to go into engineering in the future. So I've been able to go over to the Steco School of Technology and take engineering classes over there. Nice. Where are you looking to go to college? I've applied to some local schools and then some farther ones too. I'd say probably my first choice would be George Tech. I've also applied to UNH and Clemson and um, some other local schools that better specialize in engineering. How do you maintain a GPA of 4.92 and also maintain football and National Honor Society, National Honor Technical Society, class treasurer, uh, co-president of Students Against Bullying? Like, how do you maintain all these things? Pretty much every morning and early mornings having a meeting before class. And there's a lot of support from, like, my family and the teachers, too, to strive to do well. Nominate your son or daughter. Sign up now at ESPNNHradio.com. With six New Hampshire locations, Apple Therapy's comprehensive orthopedic rehabilitation clinics offer convenient access to a wide variety of services. Apple Therapy uses the latest technology and treatment techniques such as trigger point dry needling, active release techniques, running gait video analysis, and Graston technique. Plus, they are networked to most providers and all insurance companies. Apple Therapy is located in Amherst, Bedford, Manchester, Nashua, Londonderry, and Executive Health Club. For more information and access to their video library, visit AppleTherapy.com. You can win tickets for the big Monday night game against Baltimore just by watching the Pats take on the L.A. Rams with ESPN New Hampshire and Bud Light. This is Pete Terrier inviting you to join me and Lindsay the Bud Light girl for an ESPN New Hampshire Patriots viewing party at the Halligan Tavern in downtown Derry. We'll have lots of prizes and giveaways, and someone watching the Pats and Rams with us at the Halligan Tavern on Sunday will win a pair of tickets to the next New England home game on Monday night, December 12th. The Halligan Tavern, 32 West Broadway, or Route 102 in downtown Derry. 
Hey Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh really? That's cool. Where's she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing First-Time Buyers Programs. Right, Owen? That's right. So, Maddie, you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage. Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage, 65 Market Street, Manchester, and online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage, NMLS, number 132-3739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License Number, MB 132-3739. Main Loan Broker License Number, 132-3739. Kurt Stranson, NMLS Number 22202. Equal Housing Opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. This is the home of the best sports fans of the country. It's 1250 Manchester and ESPN New Hampshire. I never technicals and everything and I'm just looking around like what am I doing I'm not saying anything to the officials you know uh, but you know we're out here playing and it's just hard I'm not making free throws when I usually make them so it's just really a mixture of everything welcome Back to the stretch run here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jimmy Murphy, your host, Justin Sullivan, working the boards. Ah, the Celtics are playing Detroit, so why not a little Motown as we bring on our Celtics man, Jeff Hickman from ESPN New Hampshire. Mr. Hickman, how are you tonight? What's happening, my man? You like Motown? I like Motown. I like all kinds of music. Yeah. But, uh, Kick around with know, Motown. I like Motown when the Celtics win. <laughs> yeah, we hope they're not cranking that in a Detroit locker room in a celebratory mode later, but... uh I'm with you on that. This is a, 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 you know, we never say they should win any game, but this is a game they can win. Though, if they were not to win, what would have happened? What would Detroit have done, and what would the Celtics have not done to not come out with a victory here on the TD Garden floor tonight? I think the Celtics would probably have shot themselves in the foot uh, with either turnovers or uh, getting themselves dominated in the paint. You know, I mean, it's the one thing that the Celtics just can't seem to get a hold of um, is stopping guys at the rim. And, you know, despite the addition of Al Horford, who was a great addition to the team and is certainly an important piece of what they do, it's still not enough right now to stop teams from getting to the the rack. They've done a little bit of a better job defensively of late, but you still get a guy like Andre Drummond 
down low could absolutely destroy Horford uh, physically, and that's something the Celtics are going to have to be prepared for tonight, for sure. Um, you look back at the at some of these games lately, and look, I am never going to question his competitiveness, his leadership. Uh, I, I think he's a good player. I think he can be even much better. But the one thing I think that Marcus Smart needs to do right now, and I don't know if you agree with me, just from what I've been reading, what I've been watching, is reel in his emotions a bit, and reel in. Look, and I don't want him to, I don't want him to lose his emotion because I think that's what makes him great. But there's a time and a place for some things, and I think sometimes it's hurting him and his team. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think that's always going to be the case with a guy like Marcus. Even if he, mail, uh, you know, uh, reels it in a bit, I think, you know, he kind of has a little bit of that uh, Gary Payton-esque uh, approach to the point guard position. Um, you know, Gary Payton was always a, a trash talker, and, you know, we've seen some of the things that Marcus has done, you know, punching guys in the nuts and whatnot uh, on, the, on the court. So, he, you know, but at the same time, you know, one of the the intangibles with Marcus Smart that you do not get with a lot of players coming into this league. And I've always sort of been a Marcus Smart defender, no pun intended. Um, but you don't That's really smart of you. Passion. <laughs> um, but, but you really don't get that kind of passion out of a lot of players. And, you know, I, I think it's, it's dangerous to tell a guy with that type yeah. of passion that he has to reel it in because if you do, you run the risk of, of hurting their best part of their game and at the same time it may actually be the worst part of his game because yes he gets himself in trouble i think what he needs to focus on is channeling that energy and that emotion and putting it towards the greater good which is you know on defense getting back and hustling and you know flashing to the hoop that that's what he needs to do and until he knows how to harness or where to place that energy these types of things are going to happen. He's kind of, I mean, so as we talk about it, we were talking about Brad Marchand yesterday. We had Pierre Maguire from NBC on. And, I mean, you look at the development of him with a similar situation where he needed to control his emotions. He needed to walk that line. Uh, but you don't want him to lose it. And you don't, I think you're absolutely right. You, don't, you can't ask him, look, you've got to get rit of that edge you got. You've got to get rid of that chip on your shoulder. Because that, that's what he thrives off. And, you know, so it's a fine line. And it does take time. And, you know, I, I heard some people on different airwaves around here saying, well, you know, maybe that's why they should package him in a deal and get and get some better time. And I don't know. I don't know if that – I mean, obviously it depends on what the return is, but I don't know if that's the right move because I, I, I think that there there are plenty of times when that emotion is wonderful for not only himself but for the team, and they feed off it. And I, I think we've seen that a couple times uh, over the last couple of weeks. Well, and again, I mean, you know, there's a difference between somebody being on the court and being emotional and then somebody being a malcontent. You know, you look at somebody like... And he's not that. Right. That's exactly my point. Yeah. Is that, you know, here you have a guy who, you know, he's laying it all on the line on the court. And sometimes, you know, he gets heated and he he lets himself, he lets his emotion get the better of him. But, you know, in situations with Rajon Rondo, he was doing that on and off the court. And I just don't hear those kinds of stories coming out of that locker room now. That said, uh, you know Marcus Smart is is still a viable trade chip, however, for this team. But I don't think it's for those reasons. I think it's because he still has some ceiling available that he can grow and become oh, a yeah. better player. And guys are going to look for young, talented players at the point guard position across the league. And I think that's what makes him a tradable chip. 
Yeah, we should see what happens. And, and speaking of that, I mean, there's some stories out there right now. The Celtics are and, and I don't think this is really news. I mean, obviously Danny Ainge is always looking and he's going to be always listening. That's a GM's job. Um but I'm wondering have you you know, have you read anything that makes sense to you or have you heard anything that that could be starting to gain a little steam? Nothing that I know of that that's even concrete. I mean, again, I think we've tossed around the name DeMarcus Cousins enough to make people throw up. Uh, but the <laughs> truth is that, you know, the, the logical fit and the logical move for both of those teams are exactly DeMarcus Cousins and draft picks getting exchanged. Yeah. Um, now, I realize there's a pretty decent size salary there that we're going to have to move, and there's, you know, a year and a half left on his contract. So, you know, he doesn't have a lot of time left and could walk away. So it's a huge risk for Danny Ainge. And so to get those kind of assets to, you know, uh, if you're Sacramento, you're going to need to pretty much guarantee that this guy's going to resign. And, and I don't know that that's going to happen, but I, I still think they, they missed an opportunity, Sacramento did, uh, to trade him and get some very good value for him. But I still think Danny is, you know, trying to trying to make it work somehow because that's just the right, the right player for the right time. Hey, don't you miss the days we were uh, we were making fun of uh, Jeff Fisher because he's uh, getting screwed up uh, with the Patriots running backs. He was he's talking about Danny Woodhead being great and all this, and you know. But it got me thinking of different names you could call out. And, uh, you know, I miss the days of the Pistons and Celtics way back when, huh? When you know Lambier and DJ and hey, Bird. Listen, there's nothing better than watching Parrish, you know, go to the floor with Lambier. Oh. Um, it just you can't beat that, and that's when basketball. I think you know it's funny because I watch some of these games and you see these you know kicky tack fouls. And you think to yourself, my gosh, you know, it, couldn't they just let these guys go at it? Yeah, you know, just just let them beat each other up a little bit. It it adds such a great element. And I know you're a hockey guy, so you oh, obviously yeah. would be <laughs> all for it. Um, you know, it, it's just I, I'm with you. I think they they need to let these guys play a little bit. Get and, some more uh, rivalries going. Yeah, no yep. doubt. No I doubt. Well, listen, I'm going to, uh, like I said, we're playing a little Motown here since they're playing Detroit. We're going to send this Temptations classic. Uh, first off, i got to send it to my daughter, Maddie, but I'll also send it to uh, Mr. Al Horford's newborn daughter, Elia. Or I-, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm going to murder it there. But this is for his daughter, uh, in spite of what Michael Felger said, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that obviously didn't go off uh, too well. What an but, a-hole. You know what? I mean, <laughs> man, that's what he does. That's his thing. Yeah, I guess. But that was just, I don't know, made no sense. Anyhow, buddy, you have a great one. Uh, will you be on the pregame show tonight? I, I'm not going to be there tonight, unfortunately. Ah, man. My father is uh, in the hospital, oh. so I'm actually on my way now to, to go see how he's doing. And uh, But Patrick, I'm sure, will have plenty to say and plenty to talk about, and then I'll be back with him again uh, for the next one. Well, our thoughts are with you and your dad and your family, my friend. All right? Thank you for uh, joining us. I appreciate it. All, All right. right. That's Jeff Heckman of ESPN New Hampshire again. This goes out to my daughter and Al Horford's daughter here on the Stretch Run on ESPN New Hampshire. Say-